Yeah, Nick, just from man, your experience and, and where you started, I guess, let the people know where did you focus on first? And if you had to do it over, would you start the same way? Or would you jump on the other side and say, nah, I got to go here first? That's a good question. See what you did there. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> go go with your journey first. Okay, so uh, first I went with the branding side. Okay, uh, I figured since I did not know what I wanted to do from a business standpoint, let me get the people to recognize who I am and my expertise first, and then grow the audience to then, boom, when I drop something, they've been hungry for it, it'll probably convert easier, right? So for me, it was the brand, then the business side. If I was to do it again, hmm, I don't, I wouldn't wait so far for the business. I'll say that. Yeah. Right. Um. I don't. I don't think one or the other. Like, if I would have gotten the business first, cool. If I didn't, cool. Like, I don't. I don't think that I would want to change that per se, because I do like having that guaranteed conversion. Like you just fed them so much and like gave so much value to that the core people, you could recognize who those core people are, right? Um, and they would convert easily. But I would say I would do the business side and understand it a little bit more way sooner, right? Way, way sooner because if you wait too long from the branding side and doing the free stuff, all the time, it's hard to transition from a pricing wise to business. Like you always kind of like second guess and you're like, oh, from free to God knows what price, that doesn't make sense. So and let's take them through this customer journey and did, like, but you already did it to like a $5,000 situation and you're like, why did two people only buy it? Well, it's $5,000. What do you expect? Coming out the gate? What is wrong with you, right? So yeah. understanding and transitioning into the business side sooner. But I do believe the brand for me, for me, works out. And then pushing the traffic to the business. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good point too. I think starting, starting earlier is important. It, it lets people know that you're serious because mm -hmm. if you stick around for too long, you're just doing something like, oh, I guess this is just a hobby for you. You must really enjoy it because here you are doing a lot, but it's not leading anywhere. So I could definitely uh, see that going there. How, how, how can someone know that? And, and just think back to, was there something that led you to know this is where you need to start. Like, were there was there anything that would became obvious that yeah, no branding is the it for me. I'm just trying to help those who might be tuned in and they're still not sure. They're like, I don't know. I'm. Um. Is it is it the creativity? Is it you know like that kind of thing? I'm saying. 
No, I I saw from a very early standpoint the importance of influence, right? So if we look at, you know, now, and we've covered it with our podcast, like just how certain influencers or people of influence, because not everybody likes to be called an influencer. So people of influence have now created different businesses. I saw somebody open up a pizza spot that was like down the line packed and everything like that. Just a regular person who does like YouTube and does vlogs, right? It, it, I saw at a very early stage the importance of influence and how that could sway somebody's uh, buying power, right? So for it wasn't necessarily the creativity or that whole nine. It was let me create the connection and then wherever I want them to go, I, I already got their attention. I could tell them to do that at any point, right? Because people connect with people. We're great. So let's keep it moving in that kind of way. So I would say um, had nothing to do with creativity, had nothing to do with what I was doing already. It was more of I'm starting to see a pattern already very early on the power of influence. Let's just start there and then grow something really dope. Hopefully, at the time I said hopefully, um, and see what comes to it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting because the way I look at it is brand or just brand recognition or brand awareness is so powerful that you absolutely cannot scale a business without having that brand awareness, that brand recognition, or that brand loyalty. But I am grateful for having started with mastering business first or at least dabbling in business first because it gave me some knowledge around how do you know that something is working and it's sustainable? Because the way I look at it is I love sustainable business models. Does that mean that you're going to start with a business and never have to change anything ever in the rest of your life? Absolutely not. And if you try, you will feel, don't try. I made that mistake. Just, just know that you're going to have to keep innovating and that's okay. It's a part of the process. But to find to find a unique opportunity for you in a marketplace or to figure out the skill set that you can monetize and understand how to transact on a professional level, super important skill set. And I say that and I even recognized it more today. So uh, today was my first time trying out Turo. Turo. I think I said that right. This is my first time because I'm checking out like the car rentals and I was like, I want to try something new, right? Something different. So I was like, Let's see what Turo has to offer. Never heard a lot about them, but first time actually going with uh, with that service or, or that brand. But again, think about it. Brand recognition led me to Turo. Mm-hmm. As I'm going through the different cars, a lot of different options. But again, what swayed me to make the decision was brand recognition. Again, I, I, I and it was actually the most, one of the more affordable cars as well, but I I uh, I went with the Tesla. Mm. Now, now, and I know you you rented a Tesla when you were in Atlanta as well. I have so so interesting experience. I get in the car and I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually very excited. I I've driven a Tesla before, but very very briefly. My brother in law got it when we were in Florida, or he, he actually 
leased it or purchased it. So I, I drove it briefly, but didn't spend enough time in it driving it myself to get a feel for it. So I said, you know what? I think this trip is going to be the time for it. Get in the car. We, whatever, transfer the key, download the app, the whole nine. It took me about 30 minutes, just 30 minutes into driving. And maybe I'm spoiled because I absolutely love my truck back home. Mm-hmm. But I sat in that car and I just looked around and I said, I don't like this car. <laughs> I'm like, like, I really don't like this car. Not that I, you know, uh, don't want, want to return it or whatnot, but it's just like, I can see how the hype around Tesla, Elon Musk, brand awareness, electric cars, going smart, the green movement, just all of that hype from a branding standpoint persuaded so many people to choose that car. And then, of course, the minute you get into it, you start seeing it everywhere. And so you, you see that it just it's nonstop. And it makes you feel as though you have to buy into this concept. Yes. And so I, I think even furthermore today, I recognize the power of branding. But I have to go back and say that having a sustainable business model is what helps you scale. Because you can have phenomenal brand awareness, but a bad product. And you can be out of business relatively quick. The reason why Teslas are still on the road today and Elon Musk, even after losing billions of dollars, is still a hundred billionaire plus, it's because he has a sustainable product, right? He's yes. mastered the art of business in manufacturing parts and putting the products together or putting the pieces together. And of course, selling the car, he's made that happen. So I still would say I would start with business first because business allows you to master those fundamentals that you need to scale, but you cannot scale without establishing that brand awareness or that brand recognition. I will, I will say this, right. Going, going to this topic. Um, so for like merch, right. Like just clothing in that whole nine. Um, cause you're wearing a hat that I wanted to buy from a certain individual and I had to say no, finally. Okay. I just had to finally say no. Okay. So let me. I really thought you were going to fall. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Okay. So, so let me break down what I wanted to say about that. Right. So, um, I believe that in the instance of like merchandise for some having a person connected to it definitely could help. So what do I mean by this? So we all know how much I love Nipsey. Nipsey is behind me. I have the little toy little situation right here. We all know I love Nipsey. Okay. No problem with that. Right. Normally if my man drops something, even after his passing, okay, because of the connection, right? Because of the, I appreciate and respect the person, the merchandise and everything like that. I have no problem grabbing it. Mind you, not the greatest price point all times. However, it's about, yo, I really connect with the brand. I'm with it. The message, the meaning, cool. Let me, let me explain how, once again, they just did crazy. Okay, so you see the lovely hat that uh, 
Moose is wearing, right? Amazing, right? Shout out to Planes. Cool. Now they do a lot of great collaborations, amazing collaborations with that same uh, model. Well, before Nipsey passed, they actually came out with, with Planes hat and it sold out, right? Mind you, I didn't know this price. Well, they re-released it, finally. Like, years later, finally. I was like, I showed Moose. I'm grabbing all of them. All three, I'm, she said. All three yeah. of them. I'm grabbing them. I can't wait. Mind you, doesn't look different at all, besides a, a certain patching and maybe some inner work situation. But because of the influence, because of Nip, I was all for it. Absolutely. Until I saw that price tag. I love you, Nip, but I'm not paying $200 for a hat. I'm not doing for, it. For each? I didn't actually... For each hat. Uh, listen, listen. For me, I'll pay 100 I've done that. I've done that. Same. Same, yeah. Two? That's a lot. That's some sneakers right there. Two good ones at that. I I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm as much as I like somebody if they want to give me the blue one, please. Thank you. Um, just letting you know. PO box is in the link in my bio on Instagram. If anybody wants to, okay, I'm here for it. However, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But I say all that because. Can the marathon clothing sell a $200 hat without the power the, of influence? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all I'm going with it. Can they sell a $200 hat without the power influence? Now, and I'm saying just power influence in general. Like, they could have had Nip, they could have had all these other celebrities start wearing it and then people would want to buy it regardless of the price, right? Yeah. I personally have a Plains hat. I think I have two. I have one of the regular ones and I have one of Puerto Rico. This one screamed LA. I'm not from LA. <laughs> this one was this one was a rough one for me. This one this one this one and the and the uh whatchamacallit, the money machine. That was like three thousand. Wow. And you know, I'm wow. like, I'm getting it. I'm out here. It's no. Mm. But this is what I'm saying. The power that's why I believe brand not necessarily first, second, but it's so important because it can bring an extra energy to business, right? Mm. It can scale it to whole new ways the way that you brand yourself and the way that the influences is put into your business. So that's, a, I just wanted to say yeah. that quick because no. that, that killed me. I didn't, I didn't know. And it's funny because I do remember you sending me like, I'm getting all of them, three. all of them. Oh, wow. Okay. But, but you yeah, know, that's a, that's a hefty price tag. And, and that's why I go back to, you can, you can build something on a business that's good, but you can't scale it without brand. Just think about it. Somebody might might buy a two hundred dollar hat just because they want to know what it's about. 
right? Or maybe they're just super adamant about not letting, having something that other people don't have. But will will that continue to grow? Like, will that be sustainable and, and scalable across different uh, whatever? Or, or nah, let me say it this way. Will it be sustainable over a long period of time? Do you think keeping prices high will kill a brand? I mean, you look at companies like Louis Vuitton or, you know, Gucci that have established themselves as premium brands. And of course, that's high fashion or they will call it, you know, designer clothing. But I think the marathon clothing is putting themselves uh, more down the like premium brands of of streetwear. Right. Like I think of Fear of God. Fear of God. Fear of God pricing is outrageous. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. They got shirts that are four and five hundred dollars. Yeah. It's starting to be more common to create that luxury, you know, high end. If you want this name, then you need to pay these prices. Um, And I'm okay with it. Like, I don't think prices necessarily kills it, right? I just, and this is just being honest, I think it's a struggle having premium prices when the influence is not as present as it as it was before. That's yeah. that's what I'll say. I think with like we could probably get away with it for a bit, but after a while there has to be another power of influence to sustain those high quality like if you look Louis Louis has power of influence everywhere. Like, you name them, they probably have Louis. Some way, shape, or form. So, they don't necessarily need to lower their prices because the top of the top is always wearing it. And you'll see it discreetly in pictures, movies, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. Um, But... When you want to go luxury prices, are we keeping the presence of why we have those prices there in the first place? It may not be power of influence. It may be, uh, for instance, like the quality is super crazy. And that's why people understand the pricing. So is that staying present? You feel what I'm saying? Like influence quality, maybe access, you know, whatever is in the beginning, the reason why, then how do we keep that present through the whole time? I think that's where people kind of drop off to, where it's like, all right, I know it worked, and now I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I, that. To the to your point, and 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 I think we've seen multiple times through several of our last podcast episodes the the importance around collaboration. I'm I'm seeing some of the clips that that are being posted on our page now, and I'm like, wow, there there's that's 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 an example of collaboration right there. It it really does swap that influence to get more people to interchange, whether it be the audiences or whatever the case may be. It's it still leads by example. You know, um, I, I was thinking about just the way the way things are today i would it, it's almost so much easier to start with business just because of how many things can be outsourced and done for you 
right? So I think about using a site like Fiverr mm-hmm. to get some basic graphic design patched up or, you know, made for you. Yep. I think of using something else like, say, drop shipping, where you don't have to own any physical products, but you can upload the logos or the designs that you had made. You can get drop shipping to almost present you with some models to, as if you did a photo shoot for your brand, you get everything in place and you can roll it out to see how it's being responded to or what the response is to, at least your idea, your product or your service. I mean, when a service is slightly different because the fulfillment falls more on your hands, but just when you think about the basics of it, a lot of the heavy lifting where back in the day, so in 2011, and I think I, I told you this, but I don't know if I ever mentioned it live uh, on the show or on the podcast, but there was one of my first, uh, say, personal business transactions actually happened with the ETA brand, right? Mm-hmm. Where we sourced products from China and we were able to make custom prints on those products and get them shipped from China to the US and then packaged on and on and on and on, and eventually into ETA headquarters, which at the time was, I believe, the garage, if I'm not mistaken, and then out of there into the world. But that was, I mean, to think about what I had to do a a little over 10 years ago to to just put myself in the business, especially when talking about physical products versus what it takes today to get yourself in the game at a very minimal cost without having to leave your house, it's a game changer. But ultimately what I'm saying is that your your opportunity to test your concept today is so much easier and it's even so much cheaper than it did back then. You know, some of the things that we did in the past, we would have to order sample first because, you know, if you ordered mass products per se, let's say Nikki says, hey, I want you to print a hat that says deeper than the brand on the front. I want the plan on the side. I want you to make me 500 of those. Let's say I'm like, okay, cool. Got it. She sends me the designs. I go ahead. I get those designed or printed in China. And then I get them to her. And then she opens the box and she says, this is wrong. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, kind of late for us to talk about mistakes after we've done 500 of these. So my point is we would have to do samples first and all of this stuff. Today, you can rush to the business or jump into the business just to see if your idea works and you don't invest much money. Well, the moral of the story here is if you're debating whether you want to start with brand first or business first, I personally will still make the argument, start with business first. (laughs) Start with business first, because if it doesn't work, by the way, it's completely okay. You can at least just check that idea off as something that people didn't respond to or it didn't go well for you or you didn't enjoy it, whatever the case may be. But you don't want to leave it there as a possible option for you. Then you delay building the brand and then you delay also starting with the business or giving the business a trial run. So I will come back and say that Nikki, the way Nikki started with that idea of I would still start with brand but get to the business sooner, that's ultimately what I'm saying here. Get the business going so you can at least have a sustainable model. You know it works so that you can rush to build a brand because it's not going to scale without brand. 